Well, good morning. Welcome to today's episode of the Transform Weekly Podcast. Welcome to today's message with Pastor Jim Balzano. Now, you might notice I'm not in our normal studio this morning. That's because I'm in Lima, New York, where in just a few moments, I'll have the opportunity to speak at the Elam Bible Institute Weekly Chapel. I want to start today with reading a scripture from James. He said, pure and undefiled religion in the sight of God and Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unsustained by the world. That word religion means a religious worship, or it means a ceremony or religious disciplines. And then that word visit, it's actually a really great word. It means to inspect or examine with the eyes or to look upon in order to help or to benefit. Last week, Pastor John and myself had the opportunity to join with TruthQuest Ministries and Community Worship Center from Tyrone and travel to Belize, Central America, to work at an orphanage there. It was a, it was a great opportunity. We met a great group of people and that who have been uh, in their own lives being transformed by Jesus. And this group of people went down there to serve and work on the behalf of a group of orphans. They built beds. We built bunk beds. Uh, sinks and toilets were either repaired or they were either replaced. Electrical repairs were made. Ceiling fans were installed. Uh, lockers for coats and shoes and jackets were made. Buildings were painted and vinyl graphics were put on the walls that were kid-friendly. It was a labor of love on so many uh, wonderful people's behalf. They gave money to go on a trip. They gave money for supplies to be bought. Some had taken vacation days. Um, and not to spend it on themselves, but to really spend it on behalf of others. They could take those vacation days and go on a vacation to the beach somewhere and just have fun, but they chose to use those days working on the behalf of these orphans. James said that this kind of religion is pure. He said it's undefiled. And I began to think about that, and I thought, what makes it pure and what makes it undefiled? And then it hit me. I believe that what makes it so uh, pure and undefiled is the fact that it's the absence of self. Now think about it. Selfishness, self-centeredness, it has a way of polluting things. Self-centered athletes can pollute a team. Self-centered church people can pollute a church. Selfish fathers, selfish mothers, self-centered children can pollute a family atmosphere. The fact is, selfishness has a way of defiling the work of God. Which took me and reminded me of the question that the lawyer came to Jesus with. Let me read it to you. He said, one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and foremost commandment. But then Jesus went on, he said, and the second one is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. But then Jesus went on, he said, and the second one is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. Think about this. When you and I become saved, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, there's a transformation that should happen in our life. 
There's a transformation in our priorities that should happen. We love God first, and then we love others second, and then we are third. Faith in Jesus brings me to a place where there's a foundation that is built from my love relationships. We love him with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind. But then what happens, I think it's really interesting. I think what happens when we do that is that then we pick up his heart and his mind and his soul. When I love him with all of my heart, when I love him with all of my soul, when I love him with all of my mind, I don't think I can help but pick up on his heart and his mind and his soul. And now what happens is I now begin to love those around me like he loves them. I begin to love my neighbor as myself. Now I begin to love who God loves and how God loves. In the context of last week, that our neighbors were those who are very close to the heart of God, orphans. When the love of God is poured into our hearts, we bring it back to him, but then we bring it back to others as well. I saw that in action for a week. A transformed group of people by the love of Jesus Christ, by the power of what Jesus did on Calvary, now chose to express that love back to him as they expressed it to their neighbors. And then again, in this context, was their orphans. They loved God first. How do I know? Because they loved others second. And they put themselves third for a week. Let me leave you with this. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He did that because of his great love for us. He did that because of the great love of the Father. In return, he wants us to transform our priorities to loving him first with all that we have, all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul. But then there's a great expectation that we are able to then transform that to loving others around us. It's possible that maybe you don't love your neighbor as yourself because perhaps you don't love God with all of your heart, mind, and soul. I know for me that when I begin to view others through the eyes of God, when I view others through the heart of God, it's easier to love them even when they are unlovable. You see, because when I choose not to love them, I'm actually putting me second and them third. But that's not the priority schedule of the kingdom. We love God first, we love others second, and we become third. Last week, I saw that in action through such a great group of people and I was honored to be with. I've been on many mission trips and many places where I've seen people go out of their way and spend money and uh, blood, sweat, and tears on behalf of those who don't have, on behalf of those in need, on behalf of those that James said are in distress. Why do they do it? Because they love God first, which transforms their heart, which transforms their mind, which transforms their soul, and they're able to love others as themselves. Have a great week.